briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet that joke could be the one. Are you the one? Hello and welcome back to the Boom Boom Room, your premiere Are You the One podcast. I am your expert, Taylor. And I'm your other co-host, Aubrey. Immediately, as soon as we started, like, actually recording, I got the urge to just move every single limb that I own at once. It was like, my mind was like, all right, time to be quiet. And then immediately, I was like, let me just shift everything. (laughs) I mean, that's always the way it goes. I've never had to pee more badly (laughs) than the 10 seconds after I started doing something I can't step away from. Yes, fully. It's just a rule. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry, I was adjusting my headphones because they feel weird on my head because I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. All right, let's just, can I just get right into this fucking show? Yeah, no, we can't afford to hem and haw. It's going to come out weird this time, I can just tell. Mm, okay, well, anyways, so we're right after the blackout that just happened. Um... And Brandon and Christina are kind of loving it. <laughs> um, and we get a bunch of people breaking down. You know, Jess is screaming and crying about how she doesn't care about the money. She came here for love and she wants Leighton. Uh-huh. Um, and then Leighton and- comforts her and tells her he's not going anywhere. And then tells us that he has a sight set squarely on uh, Jenny now, which was great. Oh, yeah. Listen, this is an episode of me shitting on Leighton, maybe. There were a lot of people who didn't have a good episode this week. It was, yeah. I mean, I had a great time, but these people are... This was a fun episode. It's because the show itself couldn't decide what side it was taking. (laughs) Um, And it was like the house, like like, normally there's like someone will say something stupid and the house will either all agree with it or all disagree with it. This is one where the house is just legitimately split, which makes for a weird chemistry. (laughs) Well, I can't remember who used the phrasing, but I really enjoyed the sentence just like, the house had a breakup this week. Yeah. Like, just the entire house. Oh, which, yeah. Uh, it's very good. It's very good. Well, so, yeah, Brianna talks about how she doesn't want a romantic connection with anyone but Curtis. And Curtis seems pretty chill about, like, how we have to, like, move on and, like, move forward. And he gives a monologue that felt really scripted. <laughs> I it was weird, right? Like it was a good monologue. It didn't and seem the framing on him was like such a CW drama show, not MTV trash reality. <laughs> I loved it. I so for what it's worth, I didn't think it was going to go the direction that it did, which is seemingly no. just validating the show. Yep. But I don't know. I I liked Curtis's just whole it felt like the words he was saying were dancing around what he actually was thinking was, this sucks and it's not going to get better. So we all yeah. either have to quit or deal with it. Yep. I don't know. It was just weird. It felt like a very... Anyways, this is the scene I was like, I was like, maybe I like Curtis. I've not had any issues with him yet. And this was pretty cool. I, I think overall, this was a pretty good episode for Curtis. Like this was the start of him just being clearly so torn up about everything, but trying to, I guess, do right by it. Mm, We'll talk about Curtis later. Are we going to disagree again? Maybe. Maybe! (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, then we get a very, very weird cutaway to the honeymoon suite where Paris and Pratt are like, ooh, look how nice this is. MTV really splurged for us. We're going to have sex a lot. Oh, I forgot that that happened. Yeah, I honestly thought, I don't know, there's going to be more than that one five second scene that then we cut away from. That was weird. It's, if, well, we're going in a weird order, but if it wasn't for the fact that they were so vocal at the matchup ceremony, they'd be falling into the trope of they go to the honeymoon suite and are just dead to us dead yes (laughs) also once again just we're we're in the challenge less than nine minutes into no less than seven minutes into this episode i think yeah we're at the challenge the season the season is just we do the challenge and then we fight (laughs) (laughs) i don't hate it Um, honestly i was really shocked that ryan did not say some sort of name about like tugging for that booty is what i would have named it personally It's just so, it's A, not catchy at all. B, it like has like a loose sort of like masturbation reference maybe. And C, booty. <laughs> you know, I feel like it hits all the MTV tropes. I mean, look, I'm surprised they didn't put any effort into naming it. Or they did and decided it was so bad to edit it out after not editing I have out to imagine all they of did the because other ones. They were, they were trust like treasure chests. You know that at some point there was a booty pun in there, and they just were like, nope, never mind. (laughs) But why would they back out of that? They've left so much worse in. I guess this was the one where people felt like, no, this crossed the line. (laughs) Actually, speaking of leaving worse in, though, the air horn... Did you delayed it was? The, well, A, the fact that Ryan just didn't look comfortable operating the air horn at all. But the <laughs> noises that it was it. making were not air horn noises. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> if, if I had internet, if it wasn't for the fact that we were doing this over the phone right now, I would play a clip of what that sounded like just so we could laugh at it again. It was... It, it, a, he looked terrified of it. B... It's like he forgot he was supposed to blow it. <laughs> See, he like apparently didn't fucking press the button because it squeaked instead of blowing. Oh, it was so funny. Everything about that was amazing. Oh, the air horn was just the best possible mistake. Yes. Um, but so the, the challenge, challenge is, is over. like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, the winners are Dario and Jenny, Curtis and Shelby, and Brandon and Jasmine. It was and a very I, uh, survivory kind of challenge, too, which just tends yeah. to not work well for this show. Well, I, I, I think it's really funny that in this show, Brandon has been a comp beast. In this show where the competitions matter so little, he has literally just won every competition he's been in. And that's very impressive. I really wanted him to go into the truth booth again. I think it would have been so funny if he's just the only guy we ever send in. I think it would have been smarter. <laughs> I, we'll get to that. Well, if but... they... Listen, if they hadn't gotten a match, it would have been a better idea. I I mean, I think I was legitimate. Well, are we just skipping to it? Is there anything in between we feel like dealing yeah, with? Yeah, there's stuff, but yeah. But like, let's just talk about it. Okay. Because I was like, they really made me feel like Brandon and Jasmine were going in, but not in the kind of way where it makes me feel like they're tricking me into thinking Brand. Like, they just actually tricked me this time. Oh, uh, Yeah. Honestly, kind of the same. I would just, I was just like, it's just smarter to keep putting Brandon in at this point. Cause it means like right now there's only five girls he can be with. He already has cut out more than half of them. 
Oh, I, you're right. And it would be just great if. Oh, so good. Also, it would have been fucking hysterical if this was his match. It would have been great if there was just basically no way to screw it up this week. They were going to get a perfect match no matter what. Yeah, that would have been funny. But yeah, let's talk about what happened post-challenge. Right, yeah, I, yeah, let's rain it back. Which is that Ellie is very, very, very into Anthony, mm-hmm. and he thinks her feet are gross. So, are we going to argue about the fact that I'm on Ellie's side of this one? Oh, are you? I'm not. I think Ellie's right that Anthony just doesn't actually really care about her feelings. It makes him feel bad to see her cry, so he just wants it to stop, and completely ignores the fact that she is obviously very, very into him. And so, I don't know. I, I, I feel I like he's agree. being mean to Ellie. I Okay, I would agree if this wasn't Are You the One House. Like, if they were normal friends in normal life, but she can't be like, oh, I like you, you clearly don't like me, given that he like was like, you're my best friend. Right. Um, no, she's his second best friend. Yes. He friend zoned her, but not even in like a polite way. <laughs> I guess that's really my actual issue. It's just he could have been so much better about this. Oh, listen, I agree. Listen, he could have. I, I feel like he was being extraordinarily honest with the second best thing and he maybe didn't need to be. Um, I do think it was smart that he called her a friend. I think that really helps illustrate that he is not at all interested in her. Uh, but like, my problem is that like the thing that set her off is that this guy that she's interested in that is not interested in her is doing, we've seen couples who like, are like, then play a game that involves kissing. And then one of the couple gets mad at the other person for kissing. This is not even a couple and she's getting mad. Like, I get that it sucks for her. But she doesn't deserve to cry over this. Well, so I'll agree that in the context of that, Anthony did nothing wrong. Like, it's just the, you know. Yeah. It's not a situation I'd put myself in, but neither no. is this show. So what right. does any of it mean? Uh, I guess I maybe you're right. I just feel bad for Ellie because she is absolutely the one in the house who's like taken oh. seriously. It seems like she's constantly not getting picked. And it's got a, I don't know, it's just got a sting. I might if she hadn't done this whole thing. Like, I was feeling bad for her, and I do feel bad, like, every time she's not picked, that really sucks for her. But also, you don't just get to claim dibs on people, especially people who aren't interested in you. Right, but I, I don't know, I am, look, she's kind of possessive of Anthony in a way that she shouldn't be, and that is one thing, and I just agree with you on that. But... Between her and Anthony, I feel like Anthony. I mean, this was good that he was very basically blunt about the fact that you're my second best friend in this house, which is to say, I don't even like you enough to call you my best friend. Right. But but that's a dick move. Like, that's mean. The fact that it took, like, this long to get to this point. I don't know. I feel like he... Well, to be fair, she's been, he's been with Jenny. Like, this was the first time I think he was really, like, single in the house, and so Ellie was, like, trying to move in. I think it really did only reach ahead this week because this is the first week he wasn't with someone yeah no you're right you're right i just feel bad for her listen i think i think in part ellie is taking out her sort of like frustration of always being the of being the true 11th girl out on this sort of like desired relationship and this like clear rejection of her which sucks Yes, and like I, you, you isn't put, fair of her to do. Like that's not Anthony's to deal with. 
but I understand where she's coming from. That's my point. You've just summed my point up nicely. So can we talk about Leon now? Yeah, about how Jenny is terrified that Jess is going to kill her or whatever. I, I loved the quote. She's going to kill me, Leighton. Do you see how I'm not laughing? Yes! <laughs> Do you see how I'm not laughing is one of my fucking final <laughs> suggestions. Because... <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say that's how I feel about the show, but I actually, this show, this episode was kind of funny for me. I love this episode. It, we've, we've been getting there. We've been getting the... I've rolled my eyes at these people a lot, but not about things that are really a big deal, which is really the sweet spot you want to be riding. Right. I don't have to be terrified about anyone in this house being abusive. <laughs> I'm so excited. This, yeah, no, this is great. It's great when nobody's, like, in danger here. Yeah. When our biggest drama is Brandon throwing rocks from glass houses. Oh, listen, we still, no, we still can't talk about no, that. No, we, we have, I'm, I'm teasing it for later again, because there's just yeah. so much in I between I think we might disagree on that a little bit. I don't know. I have a feeling we won't. Okay. Anyways, let's talk about the water slide, which doesn't look fun. <laughs> I was legitimately surprised they didn't have to wear a helmet. Like, first of all, it looked so short. <laughs> It was so short. And maybe it was just the angle, but they all seemed like they were wrapping really close to that one rock on the right-hand side. Like, what's her face when she went down and kind of bumped at a weird angle? Bounced on it. It basically seemed 50-50. You're going to bounce away from the rock or towards the rock. Yeah. I don't know. For me, the whole thing was like, regular, regular water slides can be a little painful. Why would I go down a fucking stone one? Well, years and years of of wear from the water will make it nice and smooth. I just, I can't believe the insurance company cleared that without a helmet. Maybe they didn't. Know, it's prob- well, I, th- I think it's like a, an official activity, so likely if the place doesn't have a helmet rule. Well, like right, the- but you're coming here as a production. I- Helmets wouldn't have been sexy is what I'm saying. And, well... This is sort of where we get to that point where I was like, oh, like, this is going to be the first truth booth, I think, really, where we don't have, like, a very clear 100% idea of who's going in. Because, like, it was clearly, like, between Brandon and Jasmine and Curtis and Shelby, and Mm -hmm. I honestly wasn't fully sure. I thought they should do Brandon, and I was hoping for Brandon, but they did not do Brandon. To me, at this point, I felt like we weren't going to be sure, and then by the time we got to the truth booth, we basically did the, okay, so Brandon and Jasmine, let's talk about you guys going into the truth booth. Oh, and the results are... Not you two. Curtis and Shelby. <laughs> it's because the show knew that Curtis and Shelby were matched. So they're like, listen, we can't give this couple a lot of time because Brandon and Jasmine will be here next week. <laughs> Touche. Um, so on the date. Sorry, I just cracked my finger. You did. Um, so on the date, Brandon and Jasmine talk about how both of their parents are divorced and how that affected them. Mm hmm. And Brandon says he thinks they're a match and he really hopes they are because that way he can like stop thinking about Christina, which isn't like true, but whatever. (laughs) Brandon is very flippy floppy on how with Christina he is long term, it feels like. This was one of those first moments where it was like, wait, I thought we were doing it for the game, but now it seems like you're doing it for you. I am confused on where we are with this. I do wonder if that's him being like a flip floppy person or if it's like having the house yell at you constantly and he's just breaking down or if it's like he actually isn't that into Christina. He just doesn't want to break up. Although I don't think that's it. I I honestly got to 
impression that it's a mix of like all of them at any given point what he's saying he thinks is true and i don't disagree i think i think it's definitely most of the first two i think he really likes christine and really wants to be with her but i think at the same time he doesn't want to be yelled at so he just wants to be over christina and not have to like her anymore yeah so honest do we want to fast forward to what he says at the truth booth ceremony because i know there's more of the date here but it ties so directly into what we're talking about. Well, I feel like I, I can sort of summarize the other date really quickly, which is Shelby's having the best day ever and Curtis isn't in the headspace. Yes, 100%. So, awkward. Like, we know where that's going. <laughs> and All the right, third yes. couple doesn't exist. Yeah. Let's talk about Brandon and Christina. So, I feel like what happened here is he was basically saying what he knows he's supposed to say like he was giving them what they want and then obviously christina didn't like what she heard because it's the opposite of what apparently he's been telling her and what she wants but it felt like brandon was trying to talk to her and say like we were doing the thing like what am i supposed to say you know where i stand i'm just reading the lines is kind of what i felt like happened to which is dumb like it's dumb don't get me wrong brandon was being dumb but i kind of believe him that he didn't really mean what he was saying like maybe like he meant like he meant that he had a good time and he likes jasmine and he thinks she's his perfect match but i don't i think he got caught up in the right answer you know yeah and and what i'll say is like we even know that it's not true because he unsolicitedly brought up christina on the date like Although he, he clearly, also, like, well, did like, he clearly bring, that's not true that he like never thought of her. But did he bring up Christina on the date though, or did he try yeah. and kiss Jasmine and she brought up Christina? Ah, uh, before that, he was like, "I think we could be a match so that way. I can get her out of my head." Oh, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Either way, that wasn't the truth. I felt like <laughs> I think you're. I think you're right. I think he was just trying to give the right answer. And couldn't because Christina wasn't okay with that. Which is still There's dumb. a lot of background noise for me. Give me a sec. Apparently we have like leaf blowers over and they've been here for like two hours and they're just not leaving. I'm assuming they're working and not just like your friends, the leaf blowers? Yes. I think actually that was like a lawnmower. Um, I think it's just like garden people. Not garden. Yard people. <laughs> I don't know. The energy is different when you're on your phone. It is. It is super weird. Yeah, I agree with you, though, that Brandon was trying to say the right answer. Christina didn't like it. He told Christina that he was lying to say the right answer, and she didn't really believe him. Which is also kind of fair. Like, it's still a dumb, you know. I wouldn't like that excuse either if I was Christina. Can I talk about one of my favorite conversations that happened? Yes. It's like, she comes back and she's like, it's like seeing your ex talk about their new girlfriend. And I know that's not what's happening. And everyone's like, no, no, that's what's happening. And again... It's exactly like that, is my suggestion for a title, because one girl goes, no, it is exactly like that. <laughs> that was really good. I also, I, I love that Brandon's answer, I forgot his exact wording, because I wrote it down. Oh, no, never mind, it's not his exact wording, it's my paraphrasing of what he said, which was, I'll never forget you, Christina. Yes! <laughs> I like how prepared he was, to. he's like, I'm going to go into the booth the fifth time, fifth time's the charm. It, re- it yeah no it felt like he thought he was going into the booth for sure was going to be a perfect oh, match for sure 
and was doing everything he could to validate it. Yeah, I like because even Jasmine was like, "Well, I hope we're a match," oh, and, and they're just not even picked. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really good. This was this was great. I also like that when Brandon went to chase after Christina, somebody was just like, "I don't think she wants to see you." You so fucking funny. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk. So, so Curtis and Shelby get picked. And I was like, well, if they get this, that'll be a random shot in the dark. I don't think they're going to get this. And then they got it. And I was like, well, fuck me. <laughs> At least they let us be surprised and didn't do the thing where. Yeah, where they're they, like, like, I think you're my perfect match because you are a girl with eyes. <laughs> also, I thought, again, we learned that. Um, Wait, no, never mind. Sorry, I got distracted. God, the lawnmower is back. This is just a bad episode. This is a bad episode. Look, we can't hit it out of the park every week. I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, oh, right. Christina and Curtis, however, are not a match. So Christina stays. Yes, which is also such an awkward scene to do every time. It really feels like they didn't think through this twist at all. Yeah, uh, it was bad. Um, Could you imagine if she got sent home this week? Just how absurd the whole situation would have been that would have been so fucking funny it would have been i also love the thought of brandon going in being a perfect match with jasmine and them being like christina we were wrong week one you actually are a match so sorry (laughs) um but you have to go home (laughs) (laughs) yeah the we're keeping the call on the field so turns out you're going home a loser yeah yeah uh let's talk about what happens after the truth booth how does that sound yeah so curtis and brianna are still in love and um they're doing that thing where they're gonna fuck before he leaves which like i feel so fucking bad for shelby oh yeah honestly i'm not even that upset at curtis or brianna like this is one thing where it just fucking sucks for everybody Yes, a hundred percent. I feel really bad for Shelby and could Curtis have been. Pool. Oh, that was a yeah. My I heart mean... broke watching her like splash with the bubbles. Like I don't care if that was accurate to that time or not, but it felt like it. It was it was a little funny. So funny, so sad. I think it's the kind of thing where it would have been nice if Curtis was a little more sensitive about it. But at the same time, I get how he really doesn't. Like he didn't drive the nail in intentionally. It's just. He was worried about him and his thing. And yeah, literally, and this is the like, first day where his thing has also been Shelby's thing. Yeah. But also, it's like, listen, he's kind of being asked out, but there's like five more weeks that they're going to be like stuck together. So they'll work through it or not. Like, this isn't going to make or break anything, I do not think. Also, didn't she go somewhere with Layden? So, like, she found her own. No, Shelby didn't. Oh, is that not Shelby? No. Oh, that makes it sadder, and it makes the matchup ceremony make more sense. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, I just hit my table. So, Jenny and Anthony start talking again, and they make out, and Ellie yells at them to stop, and Leighton's like, fuck Jenny. <laughs> um, And then she says she looks stupid, which, eh, um. I don't know. My problem is that, like, with Brandon and Christina, they got us kind of invested in that relationship before they broke up, which makes their whole, like, oh, we want to be together thing. It was, like, palatable for, like, an episode. 
but I don't feel that for these two. Like, there is no excuse. Well, <laughs> I don't for care. what it's worth, Brandon and Christina have burned that goodwill for me by now as well. Like, oh, I yeah, fully. no longer have any investment in their relationship. No, yeah. Also, we learn that John and Jenny know. Yeah, John, because after she makes out and then gives Anthony head, she goes and talks to Joan. Oh, right. It was Jenny. Okay. Yeah, their names are too yes. similar. This does make so, the matchup ceremony make a lot more sense. So John and Jenny also have divorced parents. So that's four people in this house that divorced parents. So we need to keep counting, see if we get any more information. Maybe that's the thread. Maybe Gotta that's the we're all picked. Listen, we're trying to help you get on the cast of Are You the One? Maybe get your parents to divorce. Just saying. It would be a real team player move. Reverse parent trap them. Parent untrap them. <laughs> Tell them that you don't need them to stay together for you anymore. You understand that they just both love different people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then Anthony shows up while Jenny and John are talking. What? What? Just diving right back into it. I like it. That was smooth. I'm a professional. <laughs> okay. So then Anthony just shows up. And it looked like it was going to be an awkward situation, but like, uh, he's just joking. But it still felt extraordinarily awkward. Oh, I was going to say, it felt like an awkward situation because it was an awkward situation. Yeah, he's like, aha, that's my joke. And I guess he left, so I think maybe he did mean it as a joke, but boy, howdy, did it not feel like one. My takeaway was honestly just, what a weird guy. Yeah. Like, I I genuinely think... You think that you were just having fun and that everybody was having fun. And maybe everybody was having fun, but that was weird. That just felt weird. It felt extraordinarily weird. Which, to be honest, made me forgive Anthony for his handling of Ellie a little bit more. Because I think this is just... I think it's just how he is. Stupid, I agree. It's not the word. Honestly, I'm trying to find the word I want to use. Because I think it's just... He's just fucking weird. I think he's a little weird. And I don't think he, like... I don't think he takes it very seriously. And you can basically fill it with whatever the current thing that's happening is. I don't disagree. And I would find that incredibly annoying. But if he was consistent about it, then I... You know, you'd know what to expect. Yeah, like... This just becomes another, why is Anthony like this? And not a, God, Anthony's a dick, isn't he? You know? Yeah. There's a, there's a difference a guy who started off this series being called a serial killer by me for his weird fucking panty collection. Um, I he's forgot gotten about weirdly that. palatable. I forgot about I th- that entirely. You know, yeah. putting that piece back into this Anthony puzzle starts to... Yeah. He is just a serial killer. Yes. That's not, again, um, what I was going to say, but my goldfish memory does fail me sometimes for keeping track of how say. these people are. Okay. Let's go to the matchup ceremony. Yeah, let's do it. So for what it's worth, around the truth booth, there were like 17 minutes left in the episode, and I thought there was going to be some big fight or something, but there really wasn't. We just dumped some bubbles well, in the hot tub. Kind of. Eh. Well, not, not, not before the matchup ceremony. Yeah. You're right about that. Well, even the matchup ceremony took a pretty average amount of time. It was just a little hotter than usual. Uh, Ooh, also, just saying, bubbles in the hot tub, much better than tea. Tea? That's a callback joke. 
Do you know the story I told about Summer House dumping a ridiculous amount of yes. tea in the pool? Oh my God, yes, and like yes! having to drain it and it just overall being legitimately the dumbest idea I've ever heard come out of a producer's mouth. Uh, you know, I do remember that. Good callback. Yeah, thank you. It's it's okay. extra funny when you explain it. Yes. So Anthony and Ashley, at which point Jenny makes a comment about giving Anthony head. That was that felt weird too, didn't it? Like that it was felt sort of highly uncomfortable. That was oversharing. It was, but I don't like Jenny. Um <laughs> Listen, I learned that about myself last episode, and it's nothing she did this episode helped. I do also want to point out, Brandon and Christina were right at the amount of couples who were quote-unquote broken up who were still well, we're, kind of We're together. not at them yet. No, but I did have that thought right here of just, like, e- like, even Anthony and Jenny are, like, still hooking up. I don't know. It was, like, even just, like, it's, like, the very first couple. It's, like, and couple from last time that were still together, we're just going to start going into it immediately. And I was, like... Brandon and Christina were kind of right. Doesn't make them less tolerable, but it's funny. And then it became a whole fucking thing in the next one. Right. So let's just get to it then, since we're talking about it. Brandon and Jasmine. Because I still think Brandon likes throwing rocks from a glass house. And overall, might be standing in a position of being kind of right, but is just so bad at talking, he makes himself wrong by the end of it. Yeah. So Jess calls out Brandon for being stuck on Christina, uh-huh. at which point Paris immediately says, you walked in here holding Leighton's hand. <laughs> and then they yell at each other and then they start flipping each other off, which is just kind of funny because Paris is right. <laughs> yep. Which is also like, well, just yeah, a wild that's situation. Because I may like Leighton, but I need him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Curtis said... Uh, like, oh, like, it, like, why haven't you figured out who your match is? You've been in the truth booth a bunch of times. A quote that he had that I'm going to suggest for the title again is, you're four deep. <laughs> it is. So Curtis acting like he got some kind of skill shot with this perfect match is just ridiculous. It's the dumbest thing yes, I've ever heard like, him say. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just like, oh, like, you did it four times. I did it on my first. Why is that? And Brent's like, luck. <laughs> and again. If, if it wasn't for the fact that it's so, like, funny and probably cathartic to be shitting on Brandon, I feel like somebody would have had to point out to Curtis that he is objectively saying stupid shit. Like, it just doesn't make yeah. any sense what he's trying to do. Nope. But him shitting also, on Brandon like- was kind of funny. So I'll give yeah. him the pass. It was. I also like that we finally get, like, a definitive time zone for uh, time between true or matchup ceremonies. It's two days. Oh, yeah. I can't say I noticed that. But good stuff. Well, it's only because John Brandon mentioned how both nights Curtis and Brianna were still sleeping together. And he's like, so why the fuck are you yelling at me? And he's like, it's different. I'm leaving the house. And it's like, you didn't know that the first night, though. Like, hold on. You would have learned that <laughs> earlier today, I think. No, he because if it was two or, days yeah. since it, then both nights he knew. And I think he has a no, point that he it's different on the first night. The first night he would have slept with Brianna regardless. The second night he would have known and then fucked her. And then I now mean, we're here. This couldn't be a less interesting semantic for us to spend time yeah, on. Yeah, my point is, I just, I, the way that the math works out, I'm pretty sure one of those nights he did not know, but he claimed he did. Which is kind of funny. Don't care. The whole house at this point is just oh, doing whatever what they I mean. want. And it's any one person at this point 
trying to act like they're doing better than anybody else, odds are you're just gonna, you're, nobody here can cast a stone at someone else is I guess my point. Right. Oh yeah. And so that's what I mean. It's like, there's this argument and normally in arguments like this, the house will team up on someone, but it's like a very little people jumped in and B when they did, it's like, so they would jump in and then so someone would jump on them. <laughs> it was like, it was like, World War One sort of like domino style Axis allies thing, which is like a wild comparison. But it's literally what I thought of. It's like, well, they did this, so I'm gonna join them. So I'm gonna join them. Oh my god! Do you know what I'm saying, though? I I do. Okay. Listen, I don't know if the way that it worked in World War One is a deep cut. I'll also, be I'm pretty sure in World War One they were central powers, not Axis powers. Oh, uh, you're right. Axis is Nazis. Yeah, it's World War Two. Germany, Italy, yeah. and uh, Japan. Japan, you racist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, this was a. What? What are we doing? Where are we right now? Audrey? I don't know. <laughs> Do, should I go back and get rid of the World War One reference? That no, it's, be it's just too late. If we start cutting out stuff that doesn't make any sense, there's going to be none of this episode left. <laughs> Maybe this is the one you just put up entirely unedited and be like, sorry. No, we did half the time when we can get away with the unedited. It's because at least us screwing it up is kind of funny. This was just incoherent. We are this not doing a good job. No, we might need to re-record this sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I'll have to edit this like tomorrow so we know if I need to re-record it before Friday. Yes! Alright, I'm gonna keep going now. Yeah, please. We're 40 minutes into this, and as I say that, like, I'm sure in the final episode, the timer is going to read, like, 24 minutes. <laughs> like, it's a short episode. It's fine. You know, we didn't cut anything out. It was just short. We just quick, to the point, really direct. Yeah. All right. Garland and Tyler. John and Jenny. Leighton and Brianna. So. Which, Leighton makes an ass of himself. I'm glad we saw that the same way. I mean, so, like, Lane's comment on Jenny is almost kind of, like, reasonable of, like, she looks stupid constantly going back to the person she's not a match with. Like, he's just taking his side of the house. Fine, whatever. It's kind of weird that, again, he's coming like, oh, he shouldn't have given her a blowjob, which is, like, just, like, that's not really for you to say, but I get what you're saying. I mean, she volunteered it so readily and enthusiastically that I guess we do all get to comment on it now to be kind of fair. But at the same time, I don't. Yeah. Why? My issue we... is that. He... No, what's your issue? My issue with him is that, listen, we already know his opinion on like women should be virgins. So I really don't care to hear anything else he has to say about a woman's sex life. I'll be honest. <laughs> Like, sorry, but he could just shut the fuck up about it, and I'd be really cool with that, personally. People do seem to like Layden more than he deserves from what we've gotten to see of Layden. Yeah. Like, I don't understand right. why he's why so many of the women like him so much. Because he's... I don't know. But that's the thing. It's not anyway, even like a, ooh, Layden's hot, and I'm looking the other way for everything. It, it sounds like Layden's like, funny. Do people just hear the shit he says and go like oh good jokes wow wild kooky laden i will remind you this was six years ago and with much more like heteronormative people than us so like they might actually agree with him 
we might be the weird one. And that's horrifying, but it's true. I mean, I know I'd be the weird one in this house, but still. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Then he talks about Jess, about how she was easy to jump into, easy to jump out. Mm -hmm. Which, like, I'm glad that he is just fully being like, I am a fucking creep this episode. That's cool. I mean, again, nobody seemed all that offended. Shockingly. Jess did, but that's fair. But for a whole different set of reasons. Like, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. It's like, so he's just been lying to her this whole time. Or he's lying now to just prove how cool he... I don't know. It's stupid and I hate him. You, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. He chooses Brianna, but there's... They both make it clear that there is no romantic attraction there. But she likes him, and I don't get that. He's just so funny. Like, Brianna seems nice and normal, and it doesn't make sense to me that... Yeah, me neither. Layden isn't a concern. Right. All right, let's keep going. Yep. I'm yawning. I can tell. Ugh, okay. Alex and Christina. Nathan and Jess. Which, at this point, kind of feels perfect match. So, I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> Nathan and Jess do kind of make sense to me. They're both weird in a similar way, I almost feel like, you know? Yeah. They're, they, it, they're both, like, surprisingly... I want to call them sane people. Like, they don't strike me as just flat crazy. But they, no. but they act and do things in a way that does not seem consistent with the human beings I know. Y- yes, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then finally, it's Dario. And he has to pick between Ellie and Alex. And Ellie just says, can I just go stand over there so I don't have to not be picked? Which Ryan almost says, laughs no. at. <laughs> And then Dario doesn't pick her, which, like, is fair. He shouldn't be guilty into picking her, but, like, that sucks. Oh, it no, that was gold. Like, again, I feel genuinely bad for Ellie still, but... Oh, yeah. This this made me feel bad. Like, this is, like, part of the things of, like, I feel really bad for her. Like, it sucks. And she said that no one wants to know her because they just think of her as, like, a friend and then no one takes her seriously. Which I don't know what to say about that. She's just one of the boys. I, yeah, I don't know. I I don't even like Dario that much, and I kind of felt bad for him here. I felt bad. I felt bad that, like, he had to do that. I felt bad, like, it's another situation where no one's in the wrong, and everyone just sucks for that moment. Yeah. Like, not everyone just, sucks, but it's like, sucks for everyone. Sorry. I, I knew what you meant. Because it would yeah. be stupid for Dario to change his answer, because he feels bad, but, like, Right. It's gotta feel bad. It's gotta feel bad. You're really just kicking someone while they're down at this point. It's gotta feel bad for Alex, too. Like, even being like, oh, sorry, Ellie, but also, fuck you, I don't want to be the one left out. (laughs) Alex at least didn't have to do anything. Like, No, Alex gotta say nothing. Yeah, she could at least ride on being... Apologetic. I was... She can ride on having to be there. Yeah. Like, she's not yeah. an active participant. And that's the one, at least if I was in that situation, thing that I would be holding on to. I would just disappear to the place where I don't actually have anything to do in this situation. So, they only get one match. Uh-huh. And I think it would have been fucking hysterical if they just blacked out again. <laughs> Honestly, I 
think of how much information they would have gotten if they did. Oh, yeah, they, they are they are much closer to where they should be in terms of math as compared to season one. Uh, and the blackout was because of that. I was going to say between Brandon and the blackout, I almost feel like mathematically they've got to be probably getting pretty close, even if, you know, they have no idea what's going on. I mean, yeah, like some some fun random math is like we're at 603 possible like combinations right now. That's honestly a lot more episodes. than I would have thought. Uh, I know yeah, that's so a big whittling one, down still, but. Yeah, for episode one, they were at 600 possible matches or possible matches. Yeah, with um, at like episode 3.5, <laughs> like by the truth booth of episode three, they were there. Oh, hey, uh, Aubrey, my internet's one. back. Let's just delete this oh. whole episode. We'll start it again on the computer. <laughs> And I mean, are you serious? Because like, I can do that if you want. No, I we can't do this again, can we? That would be crazy. Not right now. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> I think I can save it. I think we can save this in the edit. It'll be short, but we can save it. I like the second that it's like, listen, we might have to record it. You're like, no, 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 no. It'll be perfect. It'll be fine. I'll make it work. <laughs> Anyways, let's just finish this off with the worst scene of this whole episode. Well, before we get there. I want to take okay. just one more moment to acknowledge Jessica's constant look of distress and how great her faces are. Nice. I, it's, I feel like it's worth appreciating. She just looks like this constant cross between deer in headlights and <laughs> angry chihuahua. <laughs> okay, can I go to yes, after now we can- the matchup ceremony? The worst episode or the worst scene, which is Curtis and Brianna having an extremely emotional goodbye where they're like, I love you. I love you, too. I'll see you after the war. Um, (laughs) And meanwhile, we just occasionally cut to Shelby just literally sobbing because this is not at all fun. Yeah, just standing by herself waiting for Curtis to join her to leave. And then he does. And it's like they don't even look at each other. Well, Again, it felt like almost scripted. <laughs> well, the last word of the episode, he walks up to her and just, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> yes! What's up? Also a great title for this episode. Oh, man. It's so... Oh, man, Curtis. I don't envy either of... I mostly don't envy Curtis's position. Because Shelby can at least be sad, miserable, and try and make Curtis love her. Curtis is like, I don't know. I feel like he's in the more awkward situation because he either has to actively shut out trying to like get close to somebody who wants to get to know him or cheat on the girl that he left behind. He's not going to do that, though. What? Cheat on her. I mean, I hope not. But part of not doing that is also sort of implicitly being kind of extra cruel to Shelby. I but also... I would say it's not, because I think the crueler thing would be to, like, sleep with her just to make, make her feel better and then be like, but I still am not going to be with you. Well, yes. Like, that's so much you, more leading her on. Well, yeah, you found the worst option. I mean, it's like they're going to the honeymoon suite. Isn't there, like, one bed? Like, it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Maybe they could ask for, like, a couple of twins. Yeah, he just gets a cut. Yes! All right, uh, that's the episode, right? That's it, we're done? We're done. I don't, I can't say I'm proud of the work we did this time, but we're here, we've done it. We're at the end of the episode. Uh, This is where I'd normally read off our email address, but I don't need feedback on this one. We all know how it went. 
so instead, I'll ask you, Aubrey, for the moral of this week. And don't have it be, stop listening to our podcast. No. What, has that ever been my moral? Probably. <laughs> um, the moral of this episode is, honestly, do throw stones from glass houses, just as long as you're hitting other glass houses. Because then everyone's sad. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Some things will never change. That's just the way it is. Ah, but don't you believe that? Uh, I hate podcasts. You don't release episodes on time. <laughs> wait, did we not? What? Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, never mind. I thought you had, like, as a reason thing, like, we're this one, but you're just talking about our general track record, are oh, you? Yeah. I'm just throwing a stone from a glass house. My food gets here in two minutes. We might want to wrap up. <laughs> we, we did it. We're wrapped up. It's over. Oh, okay. I'm going to cut. The real work starts now.